Welcome to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Connie and Barry Strom. Your hosts are here to speak the words of the spirits and answer your questions. Now, here are Connie and Barry. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife. I'm Barry Strom, your host. We try to educate as many people as we can on the afterlife. I have a very unique gift of spirit communication, and I try to devote it to helping others. All of us will face the afterlife. We all want to not, we all here want you not to fear it. We currently have over 490 videos on our YouTube channel. We cover all aspects of the paranormal and the afterlife. The channel is my name, is in my name, Barry Strom. And I'm Connie Strom, your co-host. Today, we're going to speak to you about death and life plans. Before a soul is allowed to return, your guides help you prepare a life plan. It's based upon lessons that your soul needs to learn if it's to advance in the realms of heaven. It can also include karma, which is lessons that you need to learn because of actions during your prior life. I shouldn't say you were, but a soul's prior life, certainly not all of you. Um, we will be speaking with our guide, Laura, as well as Archangel Azriel and several, a few surprise guests describing, describing what they saw at their time of death. Last week, we had a rather interesting show. We interviewed three of the lesser-known archangels, Christiel, Jeremiel, and Muriel. The show is available in the Voice America archives or on our YouTube channel. It was a very good and informative show. Barry will be publishing a book soon based on our channelings with the archangels in the near future we're going to start the show today with a disclaimer so the opinions or statements voiced on our show are the channel words of the spirits and do not necessarily reflect our opinions those of the voice american network or of our sponsors now in our galaxy there is only two things with everlasting life it's a human soul and the energy of God and the angels. If the soul's to live an incarnate life, it'll require a life plan. It'll have to be born and at some point face death. So today we're going to explore life plans and the subsequent death that comes with them. We're going to begin by speaking with our spirit guide, Laura, and she's going to answer some questions for us. Good morning, Laura. Uh, the key to having multiple lives that require life plans is reincarnation. Will you take a moment to explain reincarnation to our listeners? Yes. As we've discussed before, souls have to come back and learn lessons. They have multiple lifetimes. If you are alive today, in all probability, you've lived prior lives. Many of you have lived many prior lives on this planet, and many of you may not have had lives on this planet. You can reincarnate on other planets in God's galaxy as well. Reincarnation is absolute. Many of the ancients did not believe in reincarnation. The churches spoke against it, but I can assure you that Reincarnation or the living of multiple lives is an absolute fact. Who determines if and when a soul is going to reincarnate? The soul itself. You see free wills everywhere in the, in the existence of the soul. 
the soul can decide if it wants to return. If the soul is in a higher realm of heaven, it may decide that it does not want to return. But the final decision on whether a soul wants to reincarnate is always up to that individual soul energy. Would you explain exactly what a life plan is? Every soul has many lessons to learn. The soul has to learn these lessons if it wants to advance in the realms. So before a soul is allowed to return, we look at the lessons that still need to be learned by that individual soul. There's no way that a soul energy can learn all of the lessons required in a single lifetime. So what it, the soul will do is it will get together with members of its soul family, with its guides, possibly with some of the angels that accompany it once in a while in their other lives, and they will decide exactly what type of a life that soul has to live. It may be that a soul has to live a life of loneliness that they've never lived such a lifetime. Maybe they have to experience a, a, a short life and death in the military. There are many, many things that have to be learned. And as I say, a lifeline is quite infinite and short in terms of the everlasting life that the soul lives. Is it possible that a soul's guides will not allow the soul to reincarnate? Yes, it is quite possible. Sometimes a soul is surprised by death and it feels that it had so much more it needed to do in that lifetime. A soul may want to try to come back right away. It may have had a, a love in that life that it absolutely doesn't want to be separated from until that soul passes. There can be many reasons why a soul wants to return very rapidly. But generally, that is a very, very poor choice. It takes time for a soul to adapt. Perhaps a soul commits suicide and decides that it should have never done it, wants to go back to make up for that because he sees all of the grief that he is causing. Well, there's no way he can do that. If that soul decides to return, it has to be born. It has to grow up. So there's really very little that it can do to help the problems that it has caused in that prior life. The guides will generally intervene and try to give that soul a proper life plan. One that can have that soul advance. A life plan that can help others. It's, it's a very difficult concept, especially when a soul passes suddenly with no expectations that death was coming. Who all helps the soul make up their next life plan? Many of the souls that accomplished it, accomplished that, accompanied that soul in its prior life can help. You see, you have a soul family. 
there are many souls with you in heaven that have lived many multiple lifetimes. It may be that you and another soul were husband and wife. It may be that you were brothers, maybe sisters, maybe mother and son or mother and daughter. So you see how many different relationships you two souls can can have. Those souls will decide if they want to accompany you in your next life. Your guides have access to your books of life, and your we every soul carries it with them in their energy field. Your guides will know what is best for the soul. The guide will understand how to balance lessons to be learned against desires of souls to participate in the lifetime together. It's a very complicated process. You see, there's no time on our side, so there's really no rush for a soul to return. It may be that a soul wants to return for a certain event that it can see in, in the future history of the planet upon which it decides to return. There are many, many things that go into a life plan, but generally it is the soul's guides that are most familiar with the requirements that should be lived up to. Can a soul return without a life plan? No. That is one thing that we do not allow. You see, reincarnation is a control process. The soul must understand that it's coming back simply to learn lessons. Life in heaven for the soul energy is much better than life will ever be in a reincarnated life. So there has to be a reason why a soul wants to return. For instance, if a soul is in a lower level, it has to return to learn levels to advance. Many souls that are in the fifth or sixth level are satisfied with where they are. They're with their soul family. They don't see any reason that they really want to advance, so they don't. They can remain in that realm as long as they wish. But we will never let a soul return without a plan. Now, when that soul returns, he has free will. He doesn't have to follow that plan. It's all a learning process. Many people choose greed and hatred and power over the life plan that they're given. You see, evil is not included in any life plan. Evil has to be learned. In terms of Earth years, how long does it take to make up a life plan? That is an interesting question, because over here we have no time, as I just, as I said, mentioned earlier. A life plan can be moved ahead very rapidly. For instance, if a soul has an event that it wants to participate in, we can move that life plan ahead and have it, have it, and have it born in time for that, to participate in that event. It can be done quite rapidly, or it can take hundreds of years, of human years. 
until you get over here and understand the concept of no time, it's very difficult to answer that question. How does the realm upon which the soul resides in heaven affect a life plan? Uh, quite drastically, actually. Individuals whose souls are in the seventh level or the highest level are often asked by God to come back and to serve him, to do special things. For instance, the Reverend Billy Graham is a good example. He had served God in many ways before, was in the highest level. So God asked him to return and to try to bring people to understand the God energy. Individuals that are in, say, the second level, they're trying to simply to advance so that they may be sent back with very simple projects. An individual in the lowest, in the lower levels has not served God as much as those in the upper levels. So individuals in lower levels will be asked to live good lives. As I said, there's no evil is in your life plan, but those individuals will live lives much differently than individuals that are already residing in upper realms. How does the karma of a primer life, prior life, <laughs> affect a life plan? For instance, if an individual has been blessed with great wealth and has not used that to help others, then they will be judged for not using that wealth to help. Those individuals are creating a karma. In their next lives, in all probability, they will be asked to live lives of poverty so that they understand what it is to have a need for others to help them. If they have killed individuals in the next lifetime, they will be required to make up or to serve descendants of the individuals that they killed. It's very complex. Karma is very complex, but it is also very, very real. If you live a good life, you will have good karma in your next life. If you lived a life of evil, you will have karma in that life that is not so good. There's a great equality in the, in the galaxy, and karma helps bring about that equality. When the soul enters the body and is born, what does it know of its life plan? Absolutely nothing. Each soul energy has to learn the information required to direct its incarnate life. The parents teach a child. The guides teach a child. The child exerts free will on how it responds to all of the lessons, all of the opportunities to which it is given. We will try to guide the child towards its life plan. If events happen that lead it away from that life plan, then the child will face more difficulties. If the child 
follows the basic concept of belief in God, then it has much help available to it. If events lead that child away from belief in God, then it will follow other advice, which is not so good for it. It's a very difficult concept, again, but the whole concept of life is very difficult. Once the soul is born, is it possible to make any changes to the life plan? The soul can do whatever it wants to do through its free will, but it cannot change the life plan that it was given. It can choose to follow the life plan as laid out by his guides or other spirits that intervene with it, or it can choose to make its own decisions and do what it pleases. Obviously, many people choose to follow evil instead of choosing to follow the life plan to which they were given. Since there is no evil in that life plan, then it is responsible for its own decisions. So how is it possible to follow a life plan when you have no knowledge of what is in it? You will be guided. Your parents will guide you. We will guide your parents. There are many things that come into play in following a life plan. You will be led. As a child, you will have guides that help you learn. Your guides will help your parents. Your guides will help those around you. Your guides will try to influence your peers. There are many, many ways that, that you are guided to learn. Once you decide that you have reached an age where you're fully going to make your own decisions, then your free will totally takes over. Hopefully at that point, you've been guided to understand that God truly exists and that if you ask for guidance, then you will receive it. So it's, it's an interesting situation, but it is totally dependent on the free will of the individual. All right, let's take a small break here. When we come back, got a couple more questions, and then we're going to channel with some spirits, and they're going to tell you what happened when they pass. Stick with us. Connie and Barry will be back after a few words from our sponsors. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Is death the end of the journey of the soul or a time of new beginnings? Is there proof of an afterlife? What would historic figures say if they lived today? Psychic and channeler Barry Strom uses his gift of spirit communication to answer these questions and explore all aspects of the hereafter. Have all the information necessary not to fear life's final journey. Tune in to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Connie and Barry Strom. Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device. 
including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Psychic and author Barry Strom has now published nine books dealing with supernatural subject from ghosts to aliens. His most recent books, Messages of God and Messages of the Prophet Muhammad for a Modern World, bring you the channeled messages of the founders of Christianity and Islam. Their words are intended to guide their followers through these modern times. These books are available in softcover and ebook on Amazon.com. Signed copies of all of Strom's books are available on his website, www.barrystrom.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife. Here are your hosts, Connie and Barry Strom. Welcome back, everybody, and thank you for tuning in. We're going to have a few more questions about life plans, and then we're going to channel with three different spirits that are going to tell us about what they saw when they passed. We're going to speak with John Lennon, the Reverend Billy Graham, and Stephen Hawkins. So this is going to be very interesting. Don't go away, Connie. A parents are an extremely important part in a person's life. How are parents selected? That's a very difficult process because not only do you have to have individuals that we feel will lead the child properly, but it has to be timed perfectly. Because you see, you may have a wife in the plan, and those parents have got to get you in a location where Sometime in the future, you're going to meet this soul that you will never recognize and didn't even realize you were going to meet. There are many complexities in the life plan, but we look at parents. We look at how they live, what their belief structure is, and how we feel that they can benefit the child. By the way, thank you for doing a great job picking parents for me. Assuming that a soul from your soul family decides to return to be your husband or wife, how is it possible for the guides on the other side to arrange for the souls to meet at the appropriate time? Sometimes it can be very frustrating because keep in mind that that soul also has free will and can alter from its life plan. So we're forever over here trying to arrange. Think of us as, a, as the great dating service in the sky. <laughs> We will try to have events take place that manipulate the location of both souls. And there will be a time that we will somehow arrange for those two souls to meet. The souls may not recognize each other. They may decide that they don't like each other. And it is possible that a theoretical husband and wife never really get together. But... We will get you in contact with that person. What you do when we meet that person is another story. Okay, let's switch to speaking about death. Death is inevitable for everyone. 
what you see at the time of passing. Some people have near-death experiences and can come back. But for some, it's the final view that they take as they do their last breath. So we're going to ask a couple spirits what they observed in their time of death. Stephen Hawking was a brilliant scientist and a confirmed atheist. Stephen's joined us several times on other shows, and we always enjoy talking to him. He is a wonderful, wonderful spirit. So, Stephen, thank you for joining us. Yes, welcome, Stephen, again. <laughs> is it accurate that you were a confirmed atheist? Yes, even though I could understand some of the greatest intricacies of the universe, I couldn't prove that there was a God. Even though I had a good mind, I could not believe in faith. I needed to prove everything. God is going to require faith. If you believe in God, you have to have a faith. And I didn't. So I used my scientific knowledge to convince myself that God could never exist. I could never look at the simplicities of what was around me. I would look at a baby and not comprehend the fact that it took a miracle for something like that to take place. Babies are the greatest miracles. There was no way that my mind could see of a way to form one. When you have a highly intelligent mind, such as I was blessed with, you think that that mind is the be-all and the end-all. What I did not realize was the fact that the more that I learned, the more there was to be learned. Now that I'm on the other side, I can see the great technologies that other cultures have. You see, as a human, we are all incredibly undereducated. We are given information, and it is up to each of us to convert that information to knowledge. Once you gain knowledge, then you will understand the fact that you are not going to prove everything. Some things require faith. And sadly, I never had it. Stephen, what did you see at your time of death? When my time of death came, I simply expected everything to end. I didn't think that there would be any interactions past that point. And I just felt that I would, I would end in all ways. When I took my final breath, all of a sudden, this world opened up around me. I was aware of incredible colors. It was like I was in a fairyland. I did, I did see that there was a dark tunnel in front of me. At first, 
I thought that possibly that tunnel was what was leading me to the end. But as I looked around, I could see that there were forms around me. I couldn't recognize them, but they were all appearing to try to help me. They were all pointing towards this tunnel of darkness. I approached the tunnel, and once I hit the end, I looked into it, I could see this light at the end. I guess in my subconscious, I was focusing on the concept of a tunnel with a light at the end of it. But my conscious mind had never conceived of such a thing. I entered the tunnel and passed through it, and when I came out, I could see the forms of my family members that had passed in front of me. I could see an angel, which I absolutely thought never existed. And I was in this place of incredible beauty. My guides came to me, and we started to talk about the accomplishments and failures of my life. So what would you tell our listeners? I would tell my listeners not to rely simply on information. I would tell them that they have to have this great faith. I would tell them that God truly and absolutely exists. I would tell them heaven absolutely exists. I would tell them all the things exist that I told individuals in life did not exist. It's very difficult for me to point out how in error I was. I knew my mind was, a, was very unusual, and I felt that it was capable of doing incredible things but it simply led me in the wrong direction when it came to believing in God. So thank you for these, this short period to tell folks. When you ask, I will be happy to return. Thank you, Steve. We really appreciate it. Okay, on the other end of the spectrum is the Reverend Billy Graham. He was an absolute devout Christian, had no doubt about the existence of God, and died of a very difficult illness. So let's find out what he uh thought he was going to see and what the reality was. Welcome back, Reverend Graham. What did you expect to see at your time of death? Thank you for allowing me to return. I always felt at my time of death that I would see God. I thought that he would be there to greet me. I thought that there would be angels, and I thought that heaven was going to be this indescribable place. So what did you see at the, your time of death? At my time of death, there was this brilliant light. There were angels. There were my family members surrounding me. Everything was as I thought it would be, except I did not ever see God. You see, God's an energy, and you cannot see these energies. God does not appear to you, but... As I looked, I saw this form that I recognized to be Jesus. And he came to me with open arms. And he told me that I had done exactly what, they, what he wanted of me. And that he was proud of my life. 
You see, Jesus is the form of God. Not everyone sees Jesus at passing. That is something that individuals that have accomplished incredible things for him see. That is a form that people in the highest realms see. But I was so happy. I knew that death was going to be the entrance to heaven, and it was. It was the most incredible experience that I could have ever conceived of in life. It was beyond my wildest expectations. What would you tell our listeners? I would tell them that if you have this belief in God, that at your time of passing, you will be rewarded. You will enter into this most magnificent place that you can conceive of. Heaven will be what you believe it to be. If you want streets paved in gold, you will see streets paved in gold. If you want to see your family members, they will be around you. If you want to see the untold beauty that only God can create, then indeed that beauty will surround you as well. Do not fear death. I did not fear death. I looked forward to it. I knew that I was going to be released from the pain of my body. I knew that my body was dying, but that my soul would never die. And that is the way. The way to not fear death is through faith in God. Live a good life and you have absolutely nothing to fear. You see, you will go to heaven. How heaven receives you is totally in your own hands. It's a wonderful message. Thank you for joining us again, Reverend Graham. Okay, in 1980, John Lennon of the Beatles was suddenly shot and killed in the doorway of, a part of his apartment. John was anti-religion, but seemed to soften in his later years and perhaps have a little room in his heart for God. So we've talked to John before. He's a wonderful, wonderful person. So, John, welcome to our little show. Yes, thank you, John, for coming back. Uh, what was your view on God at the time of your death? <laughs> Barry is correct. Throughout my life, I did, I did not believe in God. But as I grew older, I started to soften. I looked around. I knew that I had been blessed with great success. I knew that maybe there was a possibility. I knew Yoko and I enjoyed a wonderful relationship. And I started to feel that there just possibly could be something more. It's not that I believed in God at the time. I think that I was probably approaching the description of an agnostic. But I was to learn from a very big surprise. What did you see as your soul passed from your body? Well, I will tell you this, the absolute last thing that I expected on that day was 
that it was going to be my last day in a human body. As I was hit by those bullets, I felt a brief burst of pain. And then all of a sudden, I was floating above the scene. I looked down and I, I still hadn't really realized what it was taking place. I could see people were starting to scream. They were grabbing the gunman. I was laying on the ground and I could see the blood coming out of my body. And I was like I was floating in air and looking down. I thought to myself, what, what just has happened here? This cannot be. And then I started to hear voices. As I looked around, I could see that there were some angels. I never believed in angels. I could see that there were forms that were near me. They were saying that all was well. They were telling me that I had passed from my body and that they would help me. They would explain to me what was taking place and that they would guide me. And there were family members that were awaiting my presence, that all was fine and that those behind were going to be grieving seriously for me. But all would be well for me. It was an incredible experience. They led me into this dimension. It was like this veil that we went through. And suddenly everything was bright with light, intense beauty, intense colors. And I was hearing some of our songs being played in the background. It was an incredible event. I realized then that there was nothing to fear in death. That's wonderful. What would you tell our listeners? I would tell them they have to have faith. The death is definitely not the end. As I'm over here, I'm reunited with my family, with my wife, with all the people that I love. I get to do many things. I'm get I'm planning on returning at some point in the near future. It's an incredible place. I would tell all that they have to have faith in God and to believe, and that truly, death is nothing to fear. Thank you, John. I really appreciate that. Okay, let's take another short break. When we come back, we're going to channel with the Archangel Azrael. He is the angel of death, and we have many questions for him as well. Thank you. Connie and Barry will be back after a few words from our sponsors. A little birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Psychic and author Barry Strom has now published nine books dealing with supernatural subject from ghosts to aliens. His most recent books, Messages of God and Messages of the Prophet Muhammad for a Modern World, bring you the channeled messages of the founders of Christianity and Islam. 
Their words are intended to guide their followers through these modern times. These books are available in softcover and ebook on Amazon.com. Signed copies of all of Strom's books are available on his website, www.barrystrom.com. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Is death the end of the journey of the soul or a time of new beginnings? Is there proof of an afterlife? What would historic figures say if they lived today? Psychic and channeler Barry Strom uses his gift of spirit communication to answer these questions and explore all aspects of the hereafter. Have all the information necessary not to fear life's final journey. Tune in to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Connie and Barry Strom. Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife. Have a question for Barry or their guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5788. That's 866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you're enjoying the show as much as I am. I was actually wondering what our three guests were going to say. It's amazing how you see different things as you have different beliefs and the afterlife or beliefs in God. I hope that we've been able to bring you a little bit of information so far. Now we're going to do something that's going to be equally interesting. Archangel Azrael is the angel that assists the soul at the time of death. Doesn't assist everyone, but it's his role to make the time of passing as easy as possible. So Azrael, thank you so much for coming back with us. Yes, Azrael, thank you for joining us. Would you like to begin with a message for our listeners? Yes. I would like to tell you that death is not something to be feared. I know that if you don't believe in God, you must have great fear. I see this all the time as individuals pass over. They cannot actually believe as they take that last breath what's in front of them. Many people spend a lifetime fearing death. They think that they only get one shot at life. It's terrible. You see, that's what religions have done to people. They have them actually fear death. You see, if everyone just simply loved God, led a good life, and didn't fear death, then there are certain religions that would disappear. There are religions that want you to have to depend on them to get to heaven. That's not true. You see, heaven will come to everyone. If you lead a life of evil, you will not be pleased with the results, but there's no burning hell. For the truly truly evil there is a place of nothingness where your guides will send the soul 
and they will be there until they understand the evil that they've done. But for the vast majority of people, some don't believe in God, and for that they will probably be, be reduced a level or in the realms. But they'll have a chance. There's always a chance of forgiveness. That's what God wants. God wants to forgive. He wants everyone. What he would really like is that no one would need to ask for forgiveness, that all would follow his words. But I try to make death as easy as possible. It's hard for the family members that are surrounding the individual because grief is the most difficult, I think, of human emotions. I do try to help them to bring them comfort, but there's often there's no comfort. If a parent loses a child, it's a time of severe grief, and there's very little that we can do to comfort them. They must be strong. They must have faith, and they must move ahead with their lives and do the best they can. So thank you for allowing me to speak once more. And hopefully I will have the opportunity to speak more times with you. And I know Connie has a few questions. Of course she does. Asriel, do all souls see you at their time of death? No. I have many, many angels that work with me. People will see angels at the time of death, but they may not personally see me. I am trying to make sure that all individuals that have done great things will see me. Sometimes people will need greater understanding, and I will try to be there for them. But there are so many people passing, and we have so many angels assisting that not everyone will see me. What do evil souls see at their time of death? They will see an angel. And the angel will escort them directly to their guides. They will not see the brilliance, the brightness, the light, the energies of God that everyone else will see. They will be in darkness, not total darkness, because they will be able to see these images of their guides. Their guides will inform them that they have done terrible, terrible things, and that they need to understand what they've done. And that they need to contemplate that. And the angel will then escort them to the lowest level of heaven, where they will remain to contemplate what they will do when they're given the opportunity to return. What can you do to assist the soul? I can communicate with them. It will be... I will basically speak words because when a soul first passes they can they do not understand the concept of telepathic communication i will speak to them i will comfort them i will tell them that yes their family members must remain behind and that they will grieve but that there will be a time that you will all be together again it's a very difficult time. 
What do you have to say to souls that do fear death? I will try to come to them before their time of passing. I will come to them in dreams, and I will try to inform them that they have nothing to fear. I will tell them that the fear is the most dangerous thing that they have and that it need not exist for them. I will tell them that the time of death is going to be their greatest day on earth. I will tell them that they'll be entering a dimension where there will be total happiness, where they'll see their family members, where they'll be reunited. Their pets will be there. But there is absolutely nothing to fear. Will soul ever be alone at the time of death? No. We will always assure that there is someone there that will help them. Death is the great unknown as you enter. The time of passing is something that you can have faith in, but you can never have anything that you will prove. You see it as the same as information. You can rely upon it, but you can never totally understand what is going to take place without absolute faith. It is always the faith that gives you the assurances that you need to get that you need to help you venture into the unknown. And your time of death is certainly a time of unknown for you. Can you expand on what a soul can expect at its time of death? Like different types of souls? If you have total faith, then you can expect to enter a dimension of intense beauty. You can expect to see your family members greeting you. You can expect to see the pets that you've lost in the past. You can expect to see angels. You can expect to see what you would like to see at death. Most people want to reunite with their past family members. And that will take place for them. There will be a time that an angel or a family member will lead you to your guides. There will be a time that they will speak to you of your life. But if you've led a good life, you have certainly nothing to fear. You will know that there will certainly be truth to the fact that there will be rewards in heaven for living a good life. How will the event differ for a devoutly religious person as opposed to an atheist? They will immediately enter the dimension of heaven. They will immediately see the beauties of heaven. They will see the angels. They will see the forms that accompany them. They will see all of the things that they expect to see. They will be rewarded for their faith. Do you have a final message for us, Azriel? Yes. I want to thank Barry and Connie for the opportunity to speak some words. I want to be able to try to help people not to fear what is coming. It is the inevitable. It is inevitable that all humans will pass from this earth. It is inevitable that they will face the great unknowns that they refer to as death.
how you approach death is totally up to you. You can have faith in God. That faith in God will lead you to an understanding that death is not the end, but the beginning. If you do not believe in God, then you will believe that it is the end. You will think that when you close your eyes for that final time, there will be a darkness. You will never see your loved ones again. You will never be able to be reunited. Your family members that are still alive, you will never see them again. There are all these terrible thoughts that will haunt you. But the key is faith. The key is faith in God. The key is that death is not the end, but the beginning. The key is that we will assist you in that final passage. The key is that there is absolutely nothing to fear. If you love God, all will be well. If you don't, you will still pass, and you will take nothing with you. So thank you for allowing me to speak once more. I'm always available when you ask. Thank you, Ezreal. We appreciate that. Okay, next week, we're going to speak to the founders of three non-Christian religions and spiritualities. We're going to speak to the Prophet Muhammad, Buddha, and Moses. We're going to see why their religions differed from basic Christianity that you're familiar with. And we're going to pursue many of the teachings of which they spoke. I currently have nine books on Amazon. My latest is Messages of the Prophet Muhammad for a Modern World. Very, very interesting to know what he thought, what he thinks, and what he believes is the future for the great faith of Islam. It's available in soft cover and ebook. I've got eight other books. I'm working on my 10th. It'll be on the challenge that we've done with the archangels. And I would also like to thank you all for joining us on the Voice America Radio Network. Please give us a thumbs up and tell your friends about our show. If you'd like to see more of our channelings, we have almost 500 videos covering all aspects of the afterlife on our YouTube channel. It's in the name of Barry Strong. I would especially like to thank all of you that tune in and then tell your friends about us. I know that many believe that the words that I'm speaking cannot possibly be those of the Holy Spirits or even those that are have passed before us, but it is. We've channeled spirits now for over a thousand hours, and what we do is true. So join us Tuesday mornings at 9 a.m. on the Pacific Pacific Time on the Voice America Radio Network. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Connie and Barry Strom. Tune in next week for another informative and inspiring episode on the Voice America Variety Channel at 9 a.m. Pacific Time.